Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. We're doing it live. Gabe Malinsky, you're here on the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today? Very good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And uh, we just need to make this clear, make this known. You are the youngest looking 23-year-old that we've ever met, that we've ever had on this podcast, so uh, thanks for making history for us. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's a challenge sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't grow facial hair, really. You Native can. American, so we used to pluck it back in the day, and now we just, my whole family stopped growing it, I think. So this is, you, yeah. you didn't shave this month? I, I've shaved, like, okay. maybe like four days ago, but you can't really see it too sure. much. Yeah. Have you, how many times have you shaved total in your life? Oh, I mean... Every five days or so, so quite a few times. Really? Yeah, never needed like a razor no. or anything, nothing like big, nothing fancy. Sure. Save I, money. Don't five, every five days? Coming from a guy who really can't mm-hmm. grow facial, granted I have like the best looking mustache of here. Of course. But like, like um, yeah, <laughs> dude, allegedly. Every five days? Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, I mean, you can kind of start to see it on the fifth day, but mm-hmm. that's, okay. that's why I get rid of it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Is it like super patchy or? Yeah, really patchy. You get like a few like in here and a couple okay. on the side and then mustache that this looks gross. Mm-hmm. So got to get rid of that. Not as good as yours. Yeah. Either one of you guys. Well, I have been shaving my face since I was in seventh grade. Damn. Oh. Like my, my face. And I shaved my mustache for the first time in fifth grade because my Damn. older brother was like, you need to shave that like rat on the top of your <laughs> lip like just looks horrible and i shaved and he showed me how to shave when i was in fifth grade that's bananas to me to think about yeah <laughs> everybody's different i guess yeah dude that's so awesome but hey uh we're, ha- we're happy to have you um obviously owner of never peak and you got a lot of other stuff going on with you you from st thomas yeah graduated with us mm-hmm. this past spring um, but what are you up to now? Fill our marketing interns in a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're up to right now. Yeah. So originally from Lakeville South, go Cougs. Um, not Lakeville North. Don't get that mixed up. Okay. Big difference. Yep. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Really uh, two, really close to my two younger brothers. Um, so you're the oldest of three. Oldest of three. Sweet. Yep. So is this guy. Really? I'm, I'm the middle of three. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three brothers. <laughs> three brothers, though. Yeah. You know about the hectic houses and the battles you have when you're younger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I made them into pretty good athletes now. So My brother can say the same. Really? Yeah. He was the competitive, or he was like very athletic, and we had to push ourselves to just compete with him, either playing like uh, driveway basketball or in the backyard, some type of wiffle ball game or mm-hmm. something. You know the drill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So really close to my brothers, I uh, go back to Lakeville quite a bit originally, or went to St. Thomas from Lakeville South, um, so just up the street now, and I live in mm-hmm. uptown, and working at a startup company called Team Genius. So we sell athlete evaluation software, team of eight of us now just hired another developer, so... Recently, um, the company has started, correct? Within mm-hmm. the past? Within the past two years or so. Okay. Yep. We just started doing a lot of hiring this past year, this past... since. February when I came on. By a lot of hiring, you mean like three? Uh, so we were at five, and then we actually hired another guy who just moved up to California, and he's okay. doing um, some demos for us and things like that. So Sweet. part-time wow. gig for him, but yeah, t- nine total, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Where's the owner from? Um, the co-founder is, uh, his name is Todd. He's from Wyoming, Minnesota. Oh. Um, started it with his uh, son's soccer team. Um, basically, they'd take the sheets from tryouts every year. And give it to him, and he had a background in software, software engineering. Created a really complicated spreadsheet. Eventually, is like there's an easier way to do this. 
started an app, and uh, here we are today, two years later, three no years way. later. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really. how does like, um, how'd you really get involved with all that? Because it seems kind of uh, arb like not arbitrary, but like a weird path right out, right when you graduate, right? Yeah. So um, the hire Tommy's thing is a real thing because yeah. um, they actually reached out to my sports marketing professor who connected me with them. And uh, there's now four Tommies on the team, four previous Tommies, Tommy alum. Yeah. So it's a real thing. I mean, mm -hmm. St. Thomas is a good school and really thankful I went there. A lot of good experience. Um, yeah, it was a pretty quick process getting on board and uh, the team's been nothing but great. Um, teaching me everything that I need to know. And, yeah. Right on. I see, to be honest, I don't know that much about you, but mm -hmm. what I do know you for, your staple um, at St. Thomas in my eyes was uh, – Derby days. I knew you were going like to bring it you up. Were, yeah, yeah. Dude, you were like the party planner um, <laughs> for that for probably, what, three years? Three yeah. or four years at St. Thomas? Yeah. So funny story about that, actually. Um, how it started. It's how I originally did it. going to keep it kind of general because don't want to, you know, give any names. But Well, let's let's give a background of what Derby days is first. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you want to go, go ahead? No, 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 dude. It's your, it's your party. Okay. Derby days, Kentucky Derby, basically everybody gets together, dresses really fancy like they're actually going to the Kentucky Derby, um, jump on a couple buses, uh, maybe have some mint juleps or something beforehand, and head over to uh, Canterbury Downs, which is um, just up or half an hour away or so from mm -hmm. St. Thomas. and Local racetrack, by the way. Yep, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, and we'd get dropped off on the buses, bet on some horses, they have live races there, mm -hmm. and watch the actual Kentucky Derby. Um, and then after that, buses take us back. You watch the actual Kentucky Derby on a screen. Yes. Yeah. That's, 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 sadly. That's awesome. sadly, it's not the Kentucky Derby facility. It's Canterbury, <laughs> uh, which always kind of made me giggle. It was just like you you got on a bus, you went to the another racetrack, and you, the, the best part was there was actual races going on, and then they come to a halt for, what, like 10, 20 minutes, and then the Kentucky Derby happens. Yep. So that's pretty cool, but you have to watch the Kentucky Derby on a screen, which yeah. is that's mm -hmm. the downside, but... Nonetheless, you get to experience it in the horse racing environment. It's a rich tradition at St. Thomas, put yes. it that way. It's been going mm -hmm. on for probably hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And it's a deeply rooted in the Back Pocket podcast. We always pick some horses, and our horses tend to uh, do fairly well. Yeah. Is that we, correct? We've uh, we've never lost. Yeah. So Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Keep going. Oh, yeah. No, back to just kind of how it started. Yeah. Um, there was actually a different group that always ran the, the derbies, and um, I had a couple friends that said that they were going to it and I was like, Oh sweet. Like, what am I going to do that day? I've never heard of Derby days. It sounds kind of fun. Um, so I was like, can I tag along? They're like, Oh no, it's actually like pretty exclusive. It's like, all right, well then I'm going to start my own. And they're like, Oh, you won't be able to get enough people for that. And first year ended up filling up the first bus within like a week and a half. We were like two weeks out from Derby days, ordered a second bus last minute. Had two buses the first year, huge hit. Those people ended up coming on those buses, side note. And then mm -hmm. second year, three buses and third Wait, the year. the people that kicked you out of the first one came on the bus? The yep. Okay. You got That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> um, and then third year, obviously, we did it. We did the best. Uh, five buses, 350 people or so. Um, another marketing intern, Tyler Schmidt, helped oh, me yeah. on it. Yep. So. Yeah, awesome event. What did you guys think? Well, you fun? guys, or you and Tyler and all, everyone that went into that was a big inspiration and kind of a guideline of when we threw our own event in the back in our backyard mm -hmm. for uh, the concert, the Halloween party that we had, because it was awesome. I mean, your guys' party was awesome. I was only, I only came the last year. 
mm-hmm. the, the the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> and I mean, it was phenomenal. You you guys started f- fairly early. I mean, it was a long full day event before you guys mm-hmm. got even got on the buses, and then it was even longer once you get to Canterbury. But I mean, the way you guys went about it and made sure you crossed all your T's and dotted your I's just with having Tyler Schmidt's dad out front. And I mean, the whole thing that you went through that whole process was like, all right, we need to take this as seriously as they did. Granted, it's not that many people and it's a little bit different vibe, but that was like totally a blueprint for how we handled ours. So kudos to you. Appreciate that. Yeah. I also loved like your drip line marketing and that's kind of what we ended up doing was Mm -hmm. just slowly release details as you go and um, try to try and build the hype as much as you can and you know with derby days alone at st thomas it was the hype is usually already there it's mm-hmm. just how you organize it and uh i think you guys did a great job when you freaking brought the horse there at mm-hmm. like what was that 10 a.m yeah the surprise guest <laughs> everybody was guessing athletes and just so many other things and right. ended up being ponies two ponies that we brought <laughs> but shout out to the ponies dude you got yeah. everyone there early um, another part of that story that I absolutely love is, uh, before, like we really got involved with Piff, uh, we watched his, um, his vlog, mm-hmm. shout out to Piff's vlog, dude. Those things are freaking hilarious, mm-hmm. but dude, you're on total frat move. Like shout out to you for that. Like that was a full day for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it ended with a bang. That's for sure. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. not, it was, I, I don't know if you guys have heard, but I actually got seriously hurt from that. What? I was, <laughs> yeah, yep, I, uh, fractured my tibia. Oh, my oh God. was and it on the first or the second? Second, when I I just drove my leg right, right into, into the, the wall. Sure. Yeah. If you watch the video, it's just right into the wall. So, yeah. oh. yep, not good. Very painful. I was in a cast and crutches for like a week when I was when I when I walked uh, on graduation. I was supposed to have a cast on, but you that wasn't it. gonna happen. Yeah, you, oh, you yeah. saw it. You bought you uh, Ricky Bobby saw that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. That's crazy, dude. Like. No, no one, uh, everyone always sees like what makes it big on social media, but no one knows the repercussions. Yeah. How long mm-hmm. did it take? I mean, when did you know there was something wrong in your leg? Was it like the next day, the next two days later, or when did you go to the hospital officially? I mean, I, I didn't want to go to the hospital sure. because what do I tell my parents? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. What do I tell my parents? What do I tell, um, you know, the nurses and stuff, but I, it took me about a week and a half to actually go in the next day. It was swollen like crazy. And but on the, on that part of my leg, you couldn't see it really well, and uh, so just kind of thought it was a big bruise or something. But a week and a half later, decided I should probably go in. Week and a half. And yep, week oh, and a half. No. And actually, I went in, and the nurse um, was from St. Kate's, St. Thomas's sister school, and she was taking me to the back and to do the X-ray. The X-ray, and she uh, she goes, "So how'd you do this?" You'll never believe it. I was running through the St. Thomas Fountain. She's like, oh, I go to St. Kate's. She's like, wait, was this on TFM? Oh, the, the nurse. nurse had seen this video. <laughs> it's like, yep, I, that was you. Huh? Oh, you're you, famous, dude. Yeah, you made it. You made it at that point. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's um, crazy, dude. But this is a great transition because you're never supposed to peak, um, mm-hmm. especially when you go viral on uh, Total Frat Move. So that is... Uh, that's a phenomenal story. Like, we'll we'll for sure put that on socials and whatnot. But mm-hmm. what um, was the before we get to that? I just yeah, have another yeah. question. What was kind of like the evolution process with the Derby Day event? Like, you were the you were the OG host of it. Mm-hmm. How did you like go on from sophomore year to junior year, bringing on more people? Like, what did that look like? Did you know you always wanted to make it bigger than the last, or what kind of was your mindset through it? Yeah, so I'm kind of a competitive person, and so that other group, their their uh, Derby Days was always bigger, and 
my last year, I or actually going back to junior year, so the second year, um, we had three buses and they had four. I found out later, so I was like, "Gosh, we need to make it bigger next year." Mm-hmm. And so then we actually got a warning from the school on that that junior year party, and so I remember that. that. Yeah, so we couldn't we couldn't have it the senior year, and um, basically looked looked around for somebody to throw it, and Tyler Schmidt was up for it, so. He was in charge of that. I mean, it was a $10,000 event. We had this Google spreadsheet that was insane. I've never put something more crazy together, like just keeping charge of money and, you know, who was buying this, who was buying that, who's going to be the bouncers, who, how are we getting there? Yeah, it was a crazy process, but just kind of people jumped in where they needed to because then we had five bus captains at the end too um, that all kind of took charge of each bus because nice. you can't have, you know, just... May, utter back. mayhem on those buses, hundred people. Yep. Just, yeah, going, and, going. Andrew, do you remember when we got brought in? I was just school? about to bring that up. So we got brought in, emailed by uh, the dean. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Jesse, mm-hmm. Jesse Langer, Dean Jesse <laughs> Langer called, like, texted uh, Deck and I, and was like, "Hey, we need to talk to you." And we're like, "Ooh, we got content for the back pocket. Like, they, some we did something wrong. Hey, we're in trouble." And <laughs> he was just gonna be content. content for the episode. So we were stoked, and we get in there all excited, like we're in trouble, but we were like stoked to have something to talk about and he's like he asked us a few things about the podcast and then just so uh what's going on with derby does you guys hosting a party and we're like no like what do you like <laughs> what do you mean what dude? do you mean dude like did you did you yell at us for something with the podcast and he wanted a bunch of details about you guys and like a bunch of stuff we didn't say a word yeah we were stone cold in there i appreciate yeah that. he slid yeah. the donuts across the table and even i was like no <laughs> uh, uh, dude not for gabe dude this this Derby Day is going to be the best ever, so it may have been our fault that Derby Days was the best. Hey, yeah, we, we played a role. At, we played a role. Yeah. Played a role. At least played a role. But uh, dang, it's it's crazy how like much effort goes into like planning all that stuff. Yeah, you guys just went through it. I mean, it's not easy. Stressful. And, yes, a lot of anxiety. And then yeah, night before you're trying to go to sleep, not a chance. Not a chance. No. About six a.m. alarm goes off, you're up quicker than ever. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. Especially when you make fun. those investments of like the side things like a pony and other things that you're putting money into and you're like am i gonna make my money back like the first few weeks you're like i don't know if i can put this money in am i gonna make it back mm-hmm. and uh you guys surely did i mean you guys crushed it but mm-hmm. our first of i mean thinking back to sophomore year the first time you threw it was like is this gonna work mm-hmm. and you're putting all that money renting the two buses is this even gonna work out right. and that was us we were like we just put this down uh, down payment on for the band and other stuff, sound permit, whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is are we going to get our money back? Or are we just going to be in the hole eating the bullet on this one? But um, we didn't, and you, you were able to evolve. And I'm, I'm guessing you guys didn't eat any of those three uh, events. We we did the first two actually. Oh, okay. I, I was so careful. Like I didn't want to overcharge people because I yeah. was, I didn't want it to be exclusive at all. Okay. Like I wanted anybody that wanted to go that was 21 to be able to go. All right. And. Uh, it's just, yeah, that, that uh, kind of hit me hard because I ended up losing a couple hundred dollars and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's damage on a bus or something and that's a couple Another hundred charge. dollars. Yeah. Yep. And so Damn. It, uh, first two years didn't happen, but last year we did, you know, we profited, Good. which was nice. Okay. You yeah. deserve it, man. Yeah. We could tell you're hungry. Yeah. I mean, when you're out there, you're competitive, you're hungry and that's what, let's lead this to the next thing. Never yeah. peak. Dude, never peak. Let's talk about that. When did it start and kind of like the thought process behind uh, the creation? Yeah, so um, I come from a very entrepreneurial family. Um, dad owns a business, uncles, grandpas, everybody pretty much. Wow. And um, so back in high school, I actually started my own online consignment shop. And uh, 
just would sell stuff for people and take part of the proceeds. So um, pretty easy, pretty simple. And then stopped with that when I went to college. I just was too tough, didn't have a truck and stuff like that. And then my, let's see, it was right after, you guys started February 2017, did I see? Yes. Yeah, so I was about two months after you guys. Okay. Um, so about a year and a half ago or so. Um, just was sitting in my finance class and I always would write down things just like names or business ideas or whatever wrote down never peak and I was like dang that's kind of sweet and actually went home and about a week later launched a drop shipping company called never peak I went through Shopify very easy very simple Um, and now here we are we uh, kind of are going through a relaunch we have uh, some new products coming out Um, and it really it's taken a while to find our direction because clothing is so competitive. I mean, it's saturated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to find your niche. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Red Ocean, um, and it's just very. Um, we wanted to go a different direction, and Never Peak is an inspirational brand. And um, you have some companies out there like Movement watches that they're a lifestyle brand, and so that's kind of our thing now. Our, our um, whole slogan is set goals, achieve them, and then set more. Um, so Never Peaking, constant growth. And we are looking to move into being more of a, a forward-thinking lifestyle brand, we like to call it. Um, so I don't know exactly where that's going to lead us. Right now, we, we appreciate all the support, you know, people repping our gear, um, people supporting us. And when we find that direction and get there, that's uh, those people are going to be remembered. So Nice. Um, yeah, just building a brand right now. And so you, you mentioned movement. Have you been using kind of their social media um platform how, like how they've been attacking social media are you kind of using that as a blueprint or are you finding your own little um manu- way to maneuver through this endless game of mm-hmm. marketing on social media yeah well social media is so huge mm-hmm. and in the last uh four or five months we've been kind of off social media trying to plan everything in the back end okay that way we're not just posting useless content to people right um, don't want to waste anybody's time don't want to waste our time so we've built a team now, and I think movement is a really good, they're uh, definitely um, somebody we want to look up to and maybe use some of their tactics because they do a very, very good job. Okay. Sure you know. mm-hmm. yep. So is it more, um, in terms of like when you guys first started, um, mm-hmm. were you like selling clothes off the rack and just rolling through inventory and stuff like that, or how was that process? Yeah, so we, being a dropshipping company at first, um, what does that mean, by the way? So yeah, what is that? drop shipping is basically where another company, let's say you get an order. Okay, so you have everything on your website. You get an order and a different company located in California or Iowa or wherever it might be. Um, just they make the shirt as soon as it's ordered and then ship it to that person. So you never touch the inventory. Right. Um, hmm. So that's drop shipping. They take a certain percentage or whatever. But started out that way and they actually just... Um, they couldn't get the orders out in time. It was, some of them were late, some of them got lost. So I decided I didn't want my customers to be going through that. And so it was a huge commitment, large investments, uh, money-wise, and decided to order my own inventory and hold it and ship it. And that's been a process. Thank God for our inventory gal now because she, I was so sick of it by the time that I found her. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, oh gosh, just awful. Were you driving some of them too? Or were you you trying to use mail as much as possible? I was trying not to use mail as much as possible to save money because some (laughs) of the, yeah. I actually sent something to um, one of our athletes playing in Europe, playing hockey in Europe. 
and it was like forty dollars shipping. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's. Oh, let's try to drive as much as possible. So I'll drive to Lakeville and drop off at a front door or something if I need to. Dude, that's um, a that's what we kind of did. We uh, because we own all mm-hmm. like own all our inventory as well, and we put it on our website, promoted it, did did pretty well with that. Um, but what really hit big was like, hey, you reach out to friends and say, hey, Venmo is twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, we'll hand deliver it to you. And so we've just been on this like rampage of yeah. just selling shirts via Venmo. And Isn't it funny get... how that works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People prefer Venmo. They I love mean, it. Yeah. Yep. Nine times. times out of 10. Mm-hmm. They'd rather like not spend the time on going through entering their card. Like Venmo is literally, um, like just in your back pocket whenever you need it. It is. It's phenomenal. I really do appreciate kind of like hearing your story and hearing how many times that like something didn't go the way you planned. And you can look at it as a failure, but we love to look at it as an outcome you didn't intend. And then you use that as like, all right, I don't want that to happen again. I'm going to move forward. So you t- you go back to um, Derby Day's party. You didn't make the profits that you wanted to. You had charges on a bus. Okay, how am I going to char- how am I gonna make, make this different? I'm going to have a bus manager on each bus. You have five buses. Mm-hmm. Have someone to con- control it. You made the change. With your clothing company, with your lifestyle brand, you had a situation where you um, had it, you outsourced everything. It wasn't going the way you intended. Mm-hmm. You changed and you made the difference. I mean, that's really cool. A lot of people will give in and just say, I'm done. I quit. Yeah. But you, for time and time again, respond and, and adapt and make that change. So kudos to you on that end as well. Appreciate that. It's a lot of work. You guys know. I oh, mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not just, uh, you know, you guys said the other day, I think, in, in one of the podcasts or, um, that you guys are working five to nine um, at night. Sometimes that's 5 to 9 a.m. as well. I mean, you guys probably, yeah. you're waking up in the morning and getting something ready because maybe you have something after work that you got to um, do and you don't have the time. So Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sleep is, uh, it's, it's an average quality of mine, but I do mm-hmm. want to tap into what your average quality is right now. This is a staple of the back pocket. We got to ask it. Um, so with that being said, mm-hmm. what's your average quality? Yeah, um, great question. I think, so, so growing up, um, I did a lot of different things, a lot of different activities. Um, I hunted, fished, um, played hockey, football, took Spanish class, piano lessons. And so I never really found what I was passionate about. And so I'm very, um, I was never able to, what's the word? Um, I guess just, um, not commitment, but just uh, really finding what I was passionate about. That, that's the thing. I'm jumping around from different activities. I love, mm-hmm. I was raised in a very positive family, so I always loved what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really just consistency, I think is the word. Um, and and that, so this Never Peak stuff is something that I've been able to really commit to and being with it for a year and a half now. It's, uh, yeah, I think just, it's a tough thing to admit, your mm-hmm. average quality, but um, consistency is mine. Yeah, and I think that goes along the lines of how Tyler Schmidt handled his average quality. And he was talking about he's an average DJ. Mm-hmm. That's his profession, and he's admitting I'm average. That's mm-hmm. um, a side hustle. However you want to look what he's doing with that DJing right now, um, he's like, I need to be, be I want to be better right now as where I am. And that's kind of how you're looking at it. You're like, this is where I am right now, and that's fine. But I know I can be so much better. Never peak. Mm-hmm. Continue to move forward. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so freaking cool. Um, so what do you do? Um, I mean, you have never peak that you're now being – Mm-hmm. very consistent with um but obviously there's been like trials and tribulations things that have not gone your way what's in your back pocket to handle those types of things so like when pressure becomes stress and like mm-hmm. you got to rely on this mental attribute to just 
rip out of your back pocket and come out on top? Yeah, so in my back pocket, I think I have a pencil. And I think it's not because I'm an artist or, you know, a writer or anything. Um, I just, when I get stressed out, I make a list. I make a to-do list. And right now, I think for the past year and a half, I've had a to-do list that's never ended. Um, Constantly adding things to it. Um, And and secondly, I think um, I'm a big fan of setting goals. And so I, I write down my goals. I think it's studies show it's 42, you're 42% more likely to um, achieve a goal if you do write it down. And so huge fan of that. 42% might not seem like that much, but it's your goals you're talking about. So right. um, it's important. Um, and I, I think it's important too that you don't, everybody gets obsessed with, you know, you need to achieve your goals. I don't think that's what it's about. Don't, don't measure your success by achieving your goals. It's more about um, seeing constant progress, never peaking. Um, and yeah. The process, yeah, that's badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's is is there a reason about. why it's not a it, not a pen? It's a pencil over a pen. Because if you if you uh, well, pencil, what? you gotta have a pencil sharpener. So, oh, yeah. something think about there. Sure. Yeah, I, I think, but things have to get rearranged. I mean, you gotta okay, okay, you know, okay. all of a sudden something comes up when you do something else, and then it's like, okay, I gotta do that right now because that's important. Because um, so yeah, he pivots, like this guy pivots. Gabe's <laughs> been pivoting this whole podcast, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Your story says that too, which is. Freaking phenomenal. So, hey, kudos to you on that one. Thank you. Um, dude, what's crazy is, like, the mindset that um, it so- sounds like Never Peak has um, maybe just manifested in you. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's um, been something that w- was with you your whole life, but Never Peak has really brought it out. Um, if there's one, there's, like, a word or a, something that goes with Never Peak that is um, kind of that mindset, what would it be? Oh, man. I, I love the word manifestation. Okay. I, I'm a huge fan of the law of attraction. I really believe in that. If you think positive thoughts, good things are going to happen. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know what the word would be. Um, I think just it's just come about. And um, goals are huge in that. And I, I think uh, people people resonate with it. Everybody, after high school, people say, oh, I peaked in high school. You didn't. You can You can work back to that. You can... Be better than you were yesterday, and eventually, you know, it's not about where where you were at before necessarily. It's mm-hmm. about your potential. You know, yesterday I had this potential, and today I grew a little bit, and so, um, you know, my potential is higher. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts on that, Andy? Phenomenal. Um, I I'm gonna pivot right now. Yeah. And this was just Go for it. I was gonna ask this question right in the beginning, but it you went on to talk about something else. So it was fine. But uh, totally fine. Totally, totally fine. You're an uptown now. Mm-hmm. You're an uptown guy. Let's let's just talk about that briefly. Um, kind of your thoughts on the transition from the St. Thomas bubble to the uptown bubble. I mean, totally different cultures. Mm-hmm. What what was your initial reaction? How has it been? Have you been here since June? No, it's since uh, September. September, so, oh, very, yeah, recent. Yeah, okay. very recent. Okay, so welcome, welcome. Yeah, yeah. We've been, not to brag. We've been here for five months now. Six yeah. six months. Yeah, six, six months. months. But uh, what do you, how, how are you feeling about uptown? Uh, so I, I moved back home to Lakeville after yeah. uh, after St. Thomas after I graduated. And that commute to work was awful. I mean, sitting in traffic every day or taking the bus and then having to wait for it to get back home, awful. And so the convenience here is amazing. I mean, I'm 10 minutes charts. from the office, you yep. know, and I can walk to anywhere for dinner. I got this delicious Italian place right next to my apartment. Um, what is it, by the way? Uh, it's called Amore. 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 It's an Italian Amore. place, oh, yeah. yeah. I went on a blind date there. 
Did you? <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, it was good. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, it was very yeah. good actually. Yeah. How was she? It was fun. Yeah, fun. it was a one date. One date. Okay. One date. Everyone else was. It yeah. never peaks though. It was, it was all good. good. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. So I know exactly where you are. Is that uh, twenty? So it's on Irving. Okay. Irving Avenue. Okay. Yep. Behind. Yep, behind. Okay. Towards Lake Calhoun, like two blocks from Lake Calhoun. Yep. Or whatever. What's the name now? Billy Mate Ska. Something yeah. like that. Ska Yuma. Ski Yuma, dude. I think that's what it is. <laughs> Lake Ski Yuma. Works for me. I can pronounce that. That's <laughs> right, dude. What you kind of missed out, though, uh, I mean, you caught the summer. tail end of it, but, dude, the summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's so much fun here. Mm-hmm. You just, you get home from work. You uh, you go outside and just go on a run around the lake or you go on a bike ride. It's just there's with, a lot to do yeah. yeah especially with jack burke dude like yeah. going on bike rides with jack burke in the summer was just the, the best thing ever which i heard you had like a story about jack yeah burke. i do have a story yeah so story guy when, fire me up let's yeah. go yeah. <laughs> there All we right. go dude so we were in italy together studying abroad and right. um there was this bar over there called scholars lounge they actually had a saint thomas t-shirt in i've it. been there yeah we, we've all we, been, yeah, okay. been there too yeah. separate times yeah, yeah. Really? Sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. I uh that was my very first karaoke. I sang uh Mambo number five there. Totally irrelevant, but just need to no, get that out. There. I, that's what the story's about, karaoke. Okay, Sweet. right on. So yeah, you guys know it. You guys have been been in that situation. Right. So I'm not a karaoke guy and all of my friends are egging me on to go up there. I'm like, no way, like I, I can't do it. Right. I um there's a reason I played piano and guitar because I can't sing. Right. And so Jack Burke gets up there, and they're like, "See, Jack's doing it. Like you can do it." And they they start. He starts singing "The Ring of Fire" by Johnny Cash. Comes oh yeah. on. Yeah. Have you guys heard this story? Oh, no, but that, I could picture Jack oh, to a yeah. T. Dude, yeah. this is Jack Burke already. You yeah. The deep story. voice. The yeah. deep voice. Yeah. Love is a burning thing. <laughs> exactly. And so it comes on, and it's like some Italian version, like off pitch, off beat. And I was like, I mean, oh, it so was he, he so bom- he sad. Yeah, he bombed. Well, yeah, he couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> you, you think Ring of Fire, you've heard Johnny Cash. Yeah, he's thrown into the Ring of Fire there yeah. with an with a Italian version. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so I just got to say thank you to Jack because that, uh, uh, if, I, if I didn't see that, I would have gotten up there and who knows what would have happened. Oh, my God. Uh, so you end up not going? Oh, no. No, yeah. and I, I do not regret it. Because okay. if I did, I might not be here today. I might have stage fright permanently. <laughs> PTSD. Yeah. I wonder if Jack Burke has any PTSD about that. Because what, what is up with that? What is up with a bar just playing, like, the offbeat version of can't a be doing famous that. song? Yeah. I mean, that's a go-to karaoke song, too. So you give not not only Jack Burke a curveball, but anyone nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, that's just not fair. Yeah. Um, and that and also shocks me because Jack Burke, he sings... Uh, I got friends in low places. Garth Brooks. He, yeah. He's told us like a million times that's his go-to. So it shocks me that he went with Ring of Fire. Yeah, it could have been his second time up there. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Definitely could point have been. People were yeah, people were going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but let's wrap this up. Um, I know I know we're both busy men. We got things mm-hmm. to do. Let's hit you with our final question. Mm. Simple question. Oh, we got one more actually. I have, oh yeah, I have one of more. course. Um. What does it mean to be a marketing intern? First off, before I ask that question, um, what is a marketing intern? Yeah, so I mean, a marketing intern is uh, somebody that listens to your podcast, which I yes. love, which yes. I love. Yes, that's genius. Um, and to answer your question, I think one of my favorite quotes is, um, you become more like the person you spend 
the most time with, the five people you spend the most time with. You can mm-hmm. become the average of them. Um, and I think listening to you guys, it's you guys are at what, like two, three episodes a week, around two to three hours a week of content you put out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you like an old one, you go back and listen to it a couple times or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's three hours a week that I'm spending with you guys. And, you know, multiply that by 52 weeks in a year, that's 100, 150 hours. Um, and that's uh, a lot of time that I'm learning from you guys, and I feel like you guys are my best friends almost, you know? Dude. So it's, it's sweet. I know a lot about you guys. And, uh, right on. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. phenomenal. I mean, hands down, dude, you made my day. That simple. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, and not to brag or not to not to also mention no brag involved, but like all the guests that we have on. Yeah, like now you're friends with those guys. Awesome. I I heard the the lady from Dots speak. Yeah, I'm like that's pretty sweet. I don't. That's uh, awesome. Shout out those pretzels. Yes, those are delicious. So good. Ooh, gosh, Dot, Dorothy, and Randy. What a what a hoot they yeah. were. Yeah, that was unreal, man. But uh, okay, final question. Andy. Thank you for that answer, by the way. Yeah, that was Thank an you. awesome answer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, final question. What did you learn today from the time you woke up to when we're having this conversation? Man, I try to learn a lot every day. Um, That's good. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's healthy. Um, so this morning, actually, at we're in a WeWork facility. Are you guys familiar with WeWork? Yes. Yeah, very yeah. familiar. Yes. Yeah, they're building one here in Uptown. That's what we yeah. heard. Yep. Yeah. We're going to try to get in there. Yeah, I was going to say, we're gonna try and, We're going to try and a uh, little insider information now that we're on the, the back end of this episode. Uh, we're gonna try and get a studio in there and interview everybody in in WeWork. Have you guys toured it yet? Not yet. No, I just toured it a couple days ago. How, how is it? It's awesome. Does it fit the back pocket mold? You think? I think so. Okay, and that whole community. I mean, you guys could interview so many different. Right. We want to become like the, yeah, the, the the marketing platform for those small business owners. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Um, so you toured them? Yep. So two were those. Um, going back to your question, um, there was a coffee and closers event today. Um, and they, they interviewed this Rob guy, I believe his name was, and he talked a lot about um, the different positions he's been in, and I can really relate to that. He was like a teacher and then went somewhere else and then ended up being uh, working for the NFL, and I, I originally worked for like my grandpa's sign shop growing up, and then like was in a, worked for a collection company, and then in a restaurant, and then Vikings ambassador and I've had a million different jobs that are so sporadic um, and he said that there's something that you take that you need to take from every role that you're in and from every person that you meet um, and so I you know I think I've I've done that on my own but just hearing that vocalized was really cool um, to he- hear somebody that's had so much success actually say that and to confirm that that belief so um, yeah, it's everybody that I met. Thank you for all you taught me. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really what it goes back to. Right on, man. Coffee is for closers. It is, dude. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a, such a great example of like when you have something spoken to you or you read something and you like manifest it in your head, mm-hmm. like then you just triple down on that and you start to recognize it all the time. And I think that's what we've done with the podcast, which is we do an average quality of what did you learn and mm-hmm. a feel good story every single week. And because of just doing that over and over and over again, we've started to always look at something, document the stuff we learned or document the failures or the average qualities that we've had. And through that, we've just naturally started to get better at learning more and at improving what we're average at. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So I love what you're saying there, man. Phenomenal conversation with you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, what a man. time. This is awesome. Always be closing. Gabe, you're a closer. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's the title of uh, 
when you, coffee's closers that's yeah that's the name of the event you went to it's coffees for yeah coffees and closers coffees yep. and closers so it's they got that's movie. a that's a steal from glenn gary glenn yeah. ross the movie phenomenal movie by the way shout it out is. to that, that movie. scene that scene. sales scene a b c yeah. always be closing, closing. Yeah. coffees for closers for closers damn it <laughs> all right gabe thank you so much for joining us yeah thanks for having me guys